When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Netflix, your weekly guide on what to binge this week. Barney Kinkle, the only person you're going to scare is yourself! Charlie! What are you oh, doing? Keep the noise down. <gasps> what are you doing here? Maze, just in time. There's a whole load of police here. I think they're worried you're going to hurt yourself. How many children are you friends with? I'm Helen Daly. And I'm Callum Cromlish. So this week, we're going to delve into a very low-lit world. Are you trying to joke already? Is it pun town? Well, I mean, there's not a lot of light in this show. Oh, goodness me. Stop it. (laughs) And there's lots of murky doom and gloom. Well, if you haven't guessed it, uh, from (laughs) Helen's, quite frankly, terrible synonyms, this week we're chatting all about dark... So thanks for the support. It's almost back for a highly anticipated second season. But if you've never come across the German thriller before, we're going to give you the lowdown on why you should watch it starting now. And if that's not enough, our film expert Stefan will be back with the hottest releases on Netflix this week. Stay tuned to find out more. So Dark, I know we have both just discovered it and Mm. we're already a little bit obsessed. So we thought we'd have to do a podcast ahead of season two because it's one of those shows that you probably haven't watched, but you're going to love it. So what's it about? Yeah, so Dark season two, that comes out this week, right? And Dark season one uh, passed me by it, passed a lot of people by it. But as we now know, it's kind of got this weird cult following and it's... Uh, a strange little thriller which is based in a little German town with lots of woods in its around it and lots of happenings going on. There's a there's an affair happening. There's some kids doing drugs and you know all sorts of things. And it sort of follows two halves of the same coin where it's the the kids in the town, the kids in the school, uh, and their parents. And right at the beginning of the show, there's this really horrible suicide scene where a man kills himself. Horrible. Um, and then he leaves a letter saying, "Do not." And, and he he does this in June, right? And then he yeah. leaves a letter saying, "Do not open, uh, do not open it until November fourth, ten p.m. or something, right?" Yeah, like a really specific time. Yeah, and then it jumps forward in time uh, to the day of the the letter opening, and it sort of follows alongside his mother, um, who is opening this letter at this specific time. A young boy named Eric has gone missing uh, off screen, and uh, you're following uh, the man who lost his life. You're following his son. Jonas. Jonas, thank you. Uh, Jonas, who's had some time off of school, obviously, uh, due to the trauma. And he's come back and he's just kind of reimmersing himself into his world um, as Eric has disappeared and uh, as all these sort of things are happening. And it sort of kicks off like that. There's a lot of mystery around it. There's a, a lot of symbology. Um, and there's a lot of sort of talk, not talk. There's a lot of... Um, I don't even know how to put it. The, the cave thing is what I'm trying to get get at. There's a lot of things happening with this cave that keeps turning up yeah. and people are freaking out about noises that are coming out of the cave. Uh, there's a nuclear power plant as well. Um, there's uh, there's so much going on, Helen. The, yeah, to be fair, you have summed that up very well. Thanks. <laughs> well done. It, it is very strange mm. in the sense that 
there's like three separate timelines. Mm. So what, there's like 2019, 1986 and 1953 mm-hmm. and they're all linked. So yeah. you, you've got to pay attention to it as well as the fact that it's dubbed. So yeah, you, yeah. we've had that dub discussion exactly, before and yeah. it does throw me. Again, good though. Yes, it's like yeah, it's good yeah. dubbed, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Yeah, but you do have to pay attention to it nevertheless. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you have this extremely complex story. From episode one, you have literally no idea what's going to happen mm-hmm. like at all but you're you're there for it it's mm-hmm. it's kind of gripping in a similar way that i found the oa and you know you've got this random kind of point this focal point the cave and yeah there's some horrendous noises coming out of it mm-hmm. and you're just like well i've got to watch it now yeah. <laughs> like what's going on it's got really big the oa vibes and also i think vibes of the rain uh, yeah we absolutely a couple weeks ago a couple yeah. episodes ago um it's really sort of desolate and hopeless got a vibe to it if you know what i mean um everyone seems really miserable all the time like it's not a town you want to go and live in because everyone seems really unhappy all the time yeah because um, there's even that scene in episode one with the hotel owner and yeah. she's struggling and she's like well who wants to come and visit this town where like a kid's yeah. just gone missing like it's, it's really really horrible and strange but um really cool it's totally it's really up my street it's like a weird sci-fi yeah. weird dark sci-fi that's <laughs> never really explaining itself i guess it will do towards the end of the season again i'm not all the way through it um but yeah it's really cool if really there's one it. thing that i really hate about the show it's the title yeah it's too it's too generic like this is why i never watched it like calling something the dark like i'm not, i'm not i'm not there for that yeah i'm like well i know what i'm gonna get there yeah but then when you actually watch it you're like oh no i didn't expect that no, it's, like, it's <laughs> yeah, that about time travel good. and all this stuff i presume um yeah really strange but um yeah yeah, so we kind of wanted to talk about it today because, as you know, it's a German kind of thriller. You probably would have skipped past it very easily. But, yeah, it has got this huge following and a lot of people are very excited for the second season of it. Mm-hmm. It's got a diehard following who's full of theories, who's full of speculation. It's that kind of show. So, I mean, like anyone who's into that, the OA, Stranger Things, mm-hmm. The Rain, it's perfect. Yeah, And I would arguably say that's, kind of the start of Netflix's journey. Yeah, so this came out like years ago. Years right? ago. And I remember passing it over then, not for any other reason than I was a bit like, I don't know, I don't know what this is. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I just missed it. Yeah. Like, um and yeah, now it's coming back. It's got this resurgence and I guess it's gonna continue the story or conclude the story. I don't know. Um but it's it's got like a really good style to it. And you can sort of see the elements of the style that Netflix has now yeah, in TV totally. shows back in, in you know dark the first iteration of it um really good looking every scene is gorgeous in again like a really de- like deprived horrible, horrible way <laughs> yeah. everything's like rained down or washed out or dark and horrible it is literally dark yeah <laughs> it's quite dark um but it looks really good the cinematography is wonderful all the cast are really good they all seem quite passionate about like in everything they do everything's like salt of the earth like crying about everything it's cool um, but that's it. it is a, it's a cast made up of like completely unknown mm. German actors, and for me, like it is quite nice seeing that kind of side of things. It's nice not to have a big name in something. Yeah. Like later on, we're going to discuss Adam Sandler's new film. Sure. You know, like it's clearly just a name thing that mm. Netflix have gone for. It's Adam Sandler, but you know, with this, it's just a good story, mm-hmm. and like that sells something better than anything in my head. Um, and it's sort of a weird story that hasn't been told before. You know, there are all sorts of shows and movies about time travel or, I don't know, some, whatever's going on in this show. Um, but this seems to do it in its own weird way. And because it's serialized, again, it was probably or perhaps one of the first TV shows which del- delved into the 
long form time travel kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be interesting the whole way through and season two, hopefully we'll expand on that even further. Yeah. Even more ridiculous. And in terms of genre, like, you know, you say sci-fi, but is it? I don't know. <laughs> is it sci-fi? Like I just, I, Obviously, we are only one episode in, yeah. like, how very poor of us. Yeah. But, like, we just felt the need to really share this because it's, it's so gripping. I know. I'm really into it. Like, I want to go and binge all of it now and not do any work. That's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, sh- right. The podcast is over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so wh- how can you sum it up? Why should we watch it? So this is this feels completely different. And I think it's sort of the OA if it were to have sort of a bit more of a diverse sort of cast and a bit more of a diverse sort of story. Um, a lot more plot points with the characters, I guess. Uh, right from the off, you have this weird triangle where um, Jonas's mother is having an affair with the police chief who's husband of the principal, whose mother of the, you know, his friends. Like <laughs> yeah. there's this whole thing going on and it seems like a really tight-knit community and that's really interesting. And then going into this whole multiple timelines thing as well, multiple year story, um, it looks like it's going to do some really weird stuff and I hope it gets as weird as I want it to because then that would really differentiate it from the rest of its sort of Netflix TV show peers um but yeah I'm a bit I'm a bit confused as to why it's taken this long to come back you know if it's this great and amazing uh, because I've heard people talk about it before it's strange that Netflix have waited this long to renew it maybe maybe the script scripts weren't there quite yet or something like that but I mean I can only put it down to probably how expensive it is like it's it's true yeah pretty ambitious i think that cave is a set i don't think it's real oh really the more scenes i saw of it like the the rubble around it and the probably hills and stuff it looked fake like not in a fake way but it looked like it was too static to be real like in a real forest anyway that's just (laughs) there you go that's that ruining it already (laughs) (laughs) yeah no for me i mean i would tell people to watch it just because if you're a fan of the oa the society. Oh yeah, yeah, that's um, a good one. Yeah, the rain, like these big ensemble casts, which are big, ambitious, stunningly, you know, wild, visually amazing. Mm-hmm. This is where it started, yeah. really. So I think it's a really good watch for fans of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to see where Netflix got their idea from, look at the original. Yeah. Like this is very much the original, and I think you can't go wrong with it. Uh, So here on Netflix, we like to give you lovely lots some hints and tips on what you might like if you really enjoy Dark. So Callum. Yeah, so you've heard it before. The kid goes missing in the woods. There's some strange paranormal things going on. You need to watch Stranger Things. Obviously. Stranger Things uh, Series 3 comes out in, I want to say, two weeks? July 4th? Yeah, countdown's on. Can't wait. Um, And if you haven't caught up already, that is going to be a big one to catch up on. I think overall there are 18 episodes. All of them feel like their own movie. They're, it's amazing. The cast is wonderful. Winona Ryder's in it, who's the queen of the world. Um, Jim Hopper's the best character on the planet. And it's really, really good. Um, so it follows That's Callum's a, opinion there on Jim yeah. Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it follows a small group of kids. It's very Stephen Kingy. Um, who, are, who their friend Will Byers goes missing and they sort of dive into this mystery. Uh, but it sort of seems like there's a bit more paranormal things going on than they may have anticipated. Um and it's well, yeah, you you know it. It's it's started this worldwide sort of frenzy for this Stranger Things cult that's now like running the world a little bit. Um, 
Yeah, you absolutely need to see it, especially maybe even have a rewatch before uh, season three, which is two weeks. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, Stranger Things is probably the most like dark mm. that I've ever seen. Like the, you know, it's that that focal point, the cave, or was it the underworld? Yeah, the under the, the upside down. The upside down, yeah, <laughs> same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's it's that point of science fiction. Mm-hmm godliness yeah, <laughs> almost yeah. it's it's the point um so yeah i think stranger things catch up you won't regret it and come and join us in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. for the podcast as well um so i had a think and if you haven't seen the disappearance you should okay. <laughs> so yeah i mean like it's already pretty intriguing from the title mm-hmm. you kind of know what you're gonna get so it's about um 10 year old anthony sullivan who all of a sudden disappears and he is taking part in a treasure hunt during the time so the investigation that comes after that which is the main point of the story mm-hmm. you know it uncovers it uncovers many secrets buried by his family like long ago and the family kind of have to come together to solve little anthony's disappearance mm-hmm. so you know it's quite harrowing it's quite uh, mysterious less sci-fi mm-hmm. but it's kind of the disappearance and the mystery side of dark, sounds I a, would say. Sounds a little heavy if this child's gone missing, like in a real non-paranormal sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but like you need that drama in yeah. your life. Really. <laughs> I mean, you don't drama. need that drama in your life. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, yeah, it is heavy. It's heavy and it's dark, but that is the theme of this podcast yep. this week very much. Um, you know, it's a gripping story. And how many shows have we watched about mysteries? Yeah, and, you true. know, we're yeah. completely involved in it. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's a little similar to the OA in, in terms of filling in the backstories. Sure. Um, yeah, and, you know, it's a good watch. Cool. Why not? Um, this one isn't on Netflix as far as I'm aware. Um, I believe it may be on Amazon Prime Video. But True Detective, um, if you haven't seen it, the first series had Woody Harrelson and... What's his name? All right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey. Um, they are detectives looking into the disappearance of another kid, which is, you know, a theme now for this uh, episode. Um, but it's got a lot of the same themes as The Dark. Um, there's, Have you heard that saying from this TV show, Time is a Flat Circle? I've literally never seen okay, it. That's a whole thing. It's Sell a it whole thing. <laughs> um, so Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrison are looking for this kid, but they uncover this sort of like Lovecraftian cult where they're worshipping some sort of deity, like some malevolent deity that can apparently you know, change time or something. So they start diving into this whole thing. They discover this thing where people are saying time is a flat circle. It sounds super wacky, but it's really, really serious and like grungy. Um, and also uh, both detective, each detective have, have like a really strange and horrible backstory as well. Um, it's some of the best television ever made. Uh, this is not what I thought True Detective no, was. No, it's so good. It's so, so good. Because you were saying, you know, obviously we were having a discussion beforehand mm. and you were saying oh, if you like Dark, you have to watch True Detective. And yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, like, what, like cowboy detectives in the West nah, or whatever. It's, it's absolutely not that. It's <laughs> so, so good. You, seriously, it's amazing. Okay, I didn't realise it was that sci-fi. Yeah, and, and it's got so many good, like, so many big Hollywood A-listers in, like, other than McConaughey and uh, Harrison. There are some other people from Hollywood, like, peppered in throughout. Um, and it's just really, really good. And McConaughey was famous before, but this of course, kind of yeah. like propelled him really, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, this was uh, this came out during his like reconnaissance, like as his all, good, all his good movies and Interstellar and, and that were coming out. Um, so it was a whole thing of uh, him showing, hey, look, I can do everything. I'm a magic man. Um, so yeah, it's really, really good. Wasn't he in Magic Mike as well? <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> Which is, I think, on Netflix. Okay, 
Okay, so as well as all of our dark chats, we have Stefan with us. Hello, Hello. Stefan. Back again. Not <laughs> sick you. of us yet. Um, so you're, you're here to talk about the hottest film releases this week, and there's a pretty good one, right? There's a pretty enormous one. Netflix has always been really secretive, and suddenly they're trumpeting when their things do well. I guess they're still secretive when it doesn't do well. Uh, but when things do really well, yes. So this new Jennifer Aniston, Adam Sandler film, has uh, Murder Mystery, has done over 30 million in three days across the world. So that's pretty huge. So they're saying this is their biggest opening viewing figures for any original film they've ever had on Netflix. So it's massive. Uh, back in there was 2015, something like that, Netflix actually signed up Adam Sandler for a four-picture deal and then renewed it in 2017. Lots of critics and other people were a bit like, mm, isn't Adam Sandler a little bit over? He was huge and then he wasn't. But Netflix knows what it's doing with its analytics and algorithms and all that clever stuff. And they know that his stuff was always the most watched films on Netflix. So clever move there. Adam Sandler, I would like to point out, when he was announcing his exciting um, hiring, said he loves Netflix because it rhymes with wet chicks. Oh, <laughs> Little Adam. fact for you there. So that's the, that. <laughs> I didn't need that fact. No. <laughs> Got, got, well, he knows what he is and he knows what he's doing. Um, and I have to say, in this case, I was very, 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 very pleasantly surprised. I really was. Uh, it's, it's not subtle, especially in the opening. He plays New York cop Nick Spitz, who keeps failing his detective exam and can't shoot for toffee. He's a cheapskate, generally a bit of a deadbeat husband, and he was going to give his wife a $50 Amazon card for their 15th anniversary. Now, I don't know if you picked this up when you watch it, Callum, but I was watching it. And then about 10 minutes later, my brain kicked in and went... Hang on, are they saying that Amazon is a cheap gift on Netflix? Oh, I, I don't want to start. Really I don't want to start yeah. a, a streaming war. But I was a bit like, hmm. The streaming was there already. Yeah. So the the running joke is that the crappiest gift he could give his wife was an Amazon gift card. Yeah, now you said it, it's really light bulb moment in my brain because they say that a few times as it well, don't they? Like, oh, you're just getting an Amazon gift card. You know, it was that's like, really good. good. And it was literally in my mind the whole time. I was like, did they? Do, is that what they did? So yeah, that 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 was kind of that was one of the smarter things I thought they did. But basically, it's pretty smart throughout. Once you get over the setup, which was a bit, she's a peppy hairdresser. They stand around in their salon and they're dissing men, and there's lots of really old school men are crap jokes, which you know I felt a little bit uncomfortable with in this modern age. We have feelings too. Um, Power. <laughs> well, you know, it's time for the men. It, we can all share. There's, yeah, there's, sure. there's no need. There's no need for that. I felt. But she loves detective novels. He's a wannabe detective. He gets shamed into taking away on this European vacation that he promised her for their anniversary. Sorry, for their honeymoon. Um, and suddenly she meets a dishy stranger on the plane. They end up on a fancy yacht. There's a big party. It's a horrible, nasty old man billionaire's birthday party. Everybody's got a grudge. The lights go out. The lights come on. He's dead on the floor with a great big knife in his chest. Oh, my Lord. Who had thunk it? Yeah, it sort of hits the cliches, but in intentionally, doesn't yeah. it? it? It plays upon this, you know, Poirot, Agatha, Christ, Agatha Christie sort of yeah. murder mystery cliches, but it works really well. Like you said, I was yeah. pleasantly, pleasantly uh, surprised as well. I can't talk today. Um, I honestly thought, I sat there going, right, yeah, this is brilliant. I'm loving it, but I've totally figured it out. Yeah. Uh, and I was wrong, which I was pleasantly surprised by. I was kind of right, but I was kind of wrong. I had, I had a different Agatha Christie film in mind that I thought they were riffing on. <laughs> But still, um, I was pleasantly surprised I didn't figure it all out. But there's tons of famous faces, and they're all doing exactly what you'd expect. Like mm, yeah, Luke Gemma Arterton, Luke Evans. Uh, oh, David Walliams. David Walliams, you won't believe it. Yeah, he's, he's a, bit, a little bit camp and a little bit 
fluttery and a little bit useless and um, hey-ho. Really Luke, strange. About as versatile as ever then. Yes. <laughs> really, really strange. Exactly, but not in it for too long without spoiling any surprises. So yeah, Gemma Arton I thought was fab. I loved her. Yeah, Always she was fantastic. Love a bit of her and, and she was bringing a bit more to it um, than, than was necessary for the kind of sexy femme mm-hmm. fatale. Luke Evans was great, yep. I thought as well. As I really always. enjoyed it. And Adam Sandler was pretty good. He, he's always better, I think, when he's got a woman yeah. to play off. So put him with Jennifer Aniston like in the past or put him with Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. And suddenly he's a bit, he's got a bit more depth and he's more likable. And I think he, he suddenly becomes just more substantial. Yeah. It's not just a frat boy with lots of kind of fart jokes. He's suddenly kind of likable. And, and the two of them together, I thought great chemistry again. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jennifer Aniston as well. She was, as always, incredible. Uh, I think she did quite... We haven't seen her on screen for a little while, have we? Dumpling. Dumpling, yeah, of course. Uh, that was an actual film, whereas this is not so much. But yeah, she did really well in this, <laughs> I think. Uh, she played her role really well. Um, but yeah, really enjoyable. But I think at the end... So, okay, so okay. I was like you. I was like, oh, I've got this figured out. Yeah. And then at the end, it changed. And I was like, oh, it got me. Great, yeah. that's, that's what I wanted. But I thought they were going to go one step further and make it so that uh, Adam Sandler's character, Nick... Okay, yeah. Uh, I thought he spits. spits uh, I thought he was going to have set this up to be like a murder mystery like okay. you know thing like that, he's that paid film for. where there was the joke was whether exactly. or not, I can't think what that film was called where they were wondering if they were actually in a game Game Night Game Night Game Night yeah uh, so I thought it was going to be that at the end um and I I was like a little disappointed that yeah of how it actually turned out whereas I thought I had worked it out proper in the end but obviously not but yeah, yeah. it sort of gave off that vibe that sort of popcorny vibe where it, nothing really seemed real you know when people die in it it's a little bit like are they actually I, dead? I just... spent my whole time thinking, are they going to pop up again? I yeah. was, but then in the end, I quite like that because I actually didn't know what was going sure. on. So it, maybe it was more clever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like I, I'm not taken away from it. I just expected something else from it and yeah. got something entirely different. But yeah, I enjoyed it. it was, I, I really enjoyed it. So one thing that I'm getting from your chat is that it's a weird cast. Like, I'm definitely going to watch this. This mm. is on my list. Does, does all the cast work together? Because I would never pair Adam Sandler and Gemma Arterton. Gemma Arterton. Uh Yeah. Is it I, yeah. just names for names' sake? No, I th- basically they're all playing cliches which suit them really, really well. Like oh, okay. she's a glamorous movie star. Well, duh. Mm. Luke Evans is playing a slightly sort of suave, sexy, you know, there's lots of jokes. That he he's like the good. rich bad boy. Yeah, Got and you. he's a little bit menacing and sinister. So pretty obvious. David Williams doing his yeah. thing. So I think they're all... They all suited for their parts. And it's a bit like all those Agatha Christie ones where all the characters that are brought in don't appear to have anything in common. They all seem so different. You're wondering why they're all at that dinner or on that spooky deserted island or, you know, whatever. So I think from that point of view, yeah, it, they're not a kind of an ensemble in the fact that they dramatically play off each other, but they all do their thing really well. And there's a kind of, there's a wacky French detective. There's, oh, yeah. there's a kind of a Russian, a Russian, was the Russian hitman the one from the Umbrella Academy or not? No, no, it wasn't. He looked a bit similar <laughs> yeah, to the big, the big no, killer Cameron from, Britain, I was no. wondering that. But so there's that and there's a kind of African military police sort of dictatory type. So they're all cliches. It's like the most cliche of every yeah. kind of character. But it in, works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it knows what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, really fun. Thoroughly entertaining and much yeah. more entertaining actually than I expected. So do the ga- the gags land? Is it funny? It's, it's yeah, it's it's basically amusing. There's a lot of slapstick. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they've showed it in the trailer already, but the bit where they, they kind of, they take the knife out of the body, then put the knife back in the body yeah. was was gross and kind of amusing. But I was actually thinking it was being done, 
I was being clever. I think it was being done to cover up fingerprints. Sure. And that there was some kind of plot going on to making sure there were lots of fingerprints on it. But actually, it wasn't that clever. It was just a gag about them taking a great big knife out of a man's body and then shoving it in and wriggling it around. Which sounds really gross, but actually it was quite yeah. amusing. So, so is that the kind of how it works, I guess? It's yeah. leading you down a path yeah. and then it's completely wrong. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's lots of, you know, there were bookcases that topple over like dominoes and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. It's pretty much really old fashioned, but done quite slickly, which is what Netflix is always doing. But this time, for me, it's better than a lot of their original films, which I always find a little bit like, mm, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. This one, I thought, nailed what it was trying to do and, and did it really well. So mm. I was actually quite impressed. It's not an Oscar-winning film. Of course. But it's massively entertaining. Agreed. So while we have you, and you've just mentioned Oscar-winning films, I was wondering what your thoughts are on whether Netflix, Amazon films, etc., should be mm. entered into award shows. Well, I think it's... I could be wrong. It's it's either Amazon or Warner Brothers. One of these new streaming platforms has just announced that they intend to make four to six Oscar-worthy films a year. That's their kind of new mandate. Um, I'm really torn. Um, for me, I love the fact that all the streaming platforms are actually giving me a chance to mid-range films. So the only films that are really getting made now, that I mainly as I see coming across kind of the film desk, are either great big massive blockbusters, which are fine, or really, really small kind of indie alternative films which are also fine but that lovely old middle ground of family dramas action films kind of rom-coms is disappearing quite a lot in the cinema so the fact that all the streaming platforms give those a chance is great I don't know I don't see why one of them can't win an Oscar there was a lot of controversy about Roma obviously mm. winning the Oscar but then me included a lot of people also said they kind of struggled to watch it on a small screen it was lavish and gorgeous and beautiful on a big screen, which is probably where it should be seen. And when it came back onto your TV, myself and my lovely flatmate and other people kind of commented, it's a little bit boring. Mm. It's just, there's not enough. So it's really a cinema film that got made. So it's really blurry and a little bit dirty and I'm a little bit unsure. And if it ends up taking away from cinema, then I have a problem. But then... They said that when television arrived in the first place. Yeah, exactly. So I think at the moment, the more the merrier. If more films are getting made, if more up-and-coming directors are getting a chance, if lots of actors that actually we really still love but you don't see as much anymore are getting to do their stuff, I'm I'm all for it as long as it doesn't go too much the other way. Yeah, I feel like if anything, it's, it's expanding the cinema yeah. industry. It's, you know, it's giving these other yeah. people a chance. You know, it's allowing people to compete with these yeah. big blockbusters, but with a smaller budget because yeah. they have the audience. So, you know, I, I feel like audience has to matter for something and whether, you know, they bring in an award, especially for streaming service yeah. films or or what, I don't yes. know. But I've, I feel like it, it's a justified thing. Callum, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I feel like... Cinema as an art, I'm getting very on my high horse now. Here we go. Cinema as an art, sort of, it's timeless, right? You can chuck on Casablanca in the cinema and it'll be mind-blowing. Yeah. Equally, I feel like you turn the lights down, you do it in your living room, I'm still going to have an amazing time. Um, I haven't seen Roma, but from what you're saying, it seems like more of a cinema film. There are films that are like that, right? Mm -hmm. There are certain films Absolutely. that you, you, you go to the cinema and you see and you're like, God, that that is an amazing experience and it won't be matched in a, you know, seti lounge setting. Roma was made for... Exactly. Netflix for which the is, small screen, which is the dodgy area. Um, I don't think you can pick and choose which art is sort of Better, given this. Worthy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It, it needs to be all or nothing, in my opinion. And uh, perhaps some work better than others in the cinema, i.e. Roma, or mm -hmm. if you've, you know, it's not doing so well in the, uh, in the lounger, though. Obviously it did. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I, 
everything needs to have a chance. Otherwise, what's the point in, you know, having the awards? You can't have like a boys club at the top saying, well, you know, that didn't hit yeah. three cinemas in America, so we can't have it as an uh, Oscar nominee. This is ridiculous. Um, yeah. I, I think you need to go back to the Oscars. I like your idea. And I don't I haven't, <laughs> yeah. but I haven't seen many people talking about that. And yeah. I mean, they, they disastrously inaugurated and then immediately took away the, was it most best popular film or something like that at the Oscars this year which was going to be basically a way to get Black Panther the best film Oscar and it was really (laughs) transparent and really embarrassing and they rightly took that away but I think maybe there's scope yeah I don't know I mean it kind of reminds me of all this sort of there's been a lot of um straight people and straight white scared men demanding that they get straight pride recently and things like that and I saw a really really good post that just basically said more rights for rights are not pie more rights for us and not less slices for you. So yeah. I think there's plenty of room for everybody to win out of this and everybody. But I do think, you know, these films are clearly some of them, maybe not murder mystery, but, you know, sure. some of them are deserving of recognition and awards. So I think at the moment, bring it on. And is there anything that you have seen on Netflix that you think could potentially be Oscar Netflix really? originals so far? Um, no, I... I as, as a film person, I'm much more impressed with TV that they're doing. I think that some of their original TV stuff is extraordinary. Mm. And I'm, I'm loving what they're doing with the TV I, as yet. And, and I liked Roma. I thought it was cool and clever and beautiful. But I wasn't, it wasn't my pick. For, but it's a place to grow. You know, they've yes. obviously, they've nailed the TV mm. bit now. And, you know, use that formula elsewhere. Like, for me, if they made something as gripping as interesting as unique as something like the OA mm-hmm. on film mm-hmm. fine yeah yep, I'm absolutely. there for it I thoroughly agree I, it, I like it it feels a little bit like the Netflix is almost still a bit of an adolescent it yeah. kind of has figured out how to be a grown-up but it doesn't quite understand it completely yet which could sound a bit harsh but it's just I'm always feeling with a lot of things I watch that there's just something missing and I can't quite put my finger on it why I didn't love it or it didn't quite get me in the gut um, especially with their films. I think when you give them six, eight and 10 episodes, they roll it out. And I, you know, I love the Spanish show Elite and stuff like that, or Elite. God, I love um, <laughs> But they were complicated and complex and layered and really well acted and directed and scripted. Phenomenal. As good as anything you would see on the big screen. So I think sometimes, especially with Netflix, TV surpassing the big screen a lot of the time. I would just say, obviously, Netflix is full of Adam Sandler, if that's your bag. Um, <laughs> I would say I thoroughly enjoyed Aniston and Dumplin. Um, and my little personal favourite from Sandler that's still running around on Netflix is Fifty First Dates. Oh, is that still on there? That's still oh, on great. there. So that excellent. is a good film, yeah. So that one that one makes I'm I'm cool with with Mr. Sandler as long as we get more stuff like that. So yeah, I'm interested to see what comes next. So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us for our dark themed podcast. And we didn't tell you, but we actually had the lights off for this entire episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, comment and tell your friends about us. Join in with the debate on Twitter at NetflixPod, where we'll be teasing details of our next episode. And next week, we'll be chatting about When They See Us. What's it about, Callum? So When They See Us is about the Central Park Five. It's a group of young men who are falsely accused of assaulting and raping a woman in New York's famous park back in 1980. 80s 1990s um the series looks at their fight to clear their names and it recently has had a lot of people talking yeah it's the show literally everyone's talking about including president donald trump lovely so we're here to tell you why not only you'll want to watch it but why you absolutely should watch it tune in next week to find out more